Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts. And today I have a special guest, Allison Gardner, with Empowering Lower Lights. And Allison, could you kind of tell the listeners how you got the name of your company? Yes, I'd be glad to. Um, that is actually one of my favorite stories. I'll tell you it can be lengthy, but I'll try and give you the medium-sized version. Um, so about four years ago, um, my husband introduced me on a journey of thinking outside of the box. Um, I grew up very, like, you were supposed to just grow up, uh, get a nine-to-five job, have insurance, and just live your life. That's how you'd have security. That's what you were supposed to have in life. Um, but since I was a little girl, I always wanted, I always knew that there was something I just had to share that just was so important and just needed to get out of me. But it kind of got squashed a little bit by practicality. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go do this thing that like you're supposed to do for security's sake. Um, and my husband introduced me to a couple different classes that talked about how like you actually can think for yourself and do the things you dream about and the things that you wish for. And so I ended up in a group mastermind where we had calls every morning, Monday through Friday, and we'd have a mastermind section. And in this section, um, everybody took a day of the week and we'd share whatever came up. And I found out that I loved working with people. Like I loved it. I like, I didn't like it when my, it was my day as much. I mean, I did it because it was part of it, but I loved being there with everybody else's day and just being able to ask them questions and help them figure out kind of what was going on in their head, what patterns were happening in their lives. And through this process, I realized I wanted to be a life coach because I wanted to be able to talk to people um, and ask them questions and help them find clarity. Um, and I realized that there were so many people in the world who had something to share. They just needed the encouragement to actually go out and share it. Um, and so when I came up with the idea of empowering lower lights, it was the idea of from the song, actually greatly beams, um, gently beams are softly beams our father's mercy. I'll get there eventually. It's a, it's a hymn. It's been around for forever, but it is the idea of there are watchers on the shore and that there's a lighthouse um, and that each one of us gets to be a light in our own way with our own message. Um, and so I wanted to go out and I wanted to help sort of spark people's light so that they would be a light for other people in their part of the world um, and in their sphere. Um, and especially, um, we're all lights to different people who have moments of darkness or are having a hard time. And so I especially wanted to support those individuals who were a light in someone else's darkness and felt like they didn't have any light for them because they were trying to help someone else. Um, and so I have been actively seeking to help be a supportive light and then help them find their light so that they can be a light in the sphere and in the place of the world where they are. Nice. And you kind of touched on it a little bit already, but um, anything you want to add to this next question of what made you interested in becoming a life coach? Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest, the biggest thing for that one is just realizing that there was a bigger world than I had ever let myself realize. Um, because yeah. 
culture is real. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but, <laughs> um, and so, and, and norms and societal norms are very real. Um, and, and so we're never really taught how to cope in healthy ways. We're never really taught to um, address the trauma in our lives that happen just because we live and sometimes things don't meet our, meet our expectations or things don't turn out the way that we thought they would. Um, and those, those mess with our heads and we're never taught how to deal with that ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there, like you can't, there isn't a, school, a class in college where you take it and it's like trauma 101 how to understand what you're feeling and why you're <laughs> feeling it and how to address it yeah um, and i looked around the world and i saw that there was a world of people that were hurting just like i was and i looked around the world and saw that there were people who wanted things to be different but they didn't know how um and so i was given tools and i was given information about how to understand my thoughts and understand what I was feeling and why I was feeling it and what to do about it to heal. And I realized the world really needed those tools. And I wanted to be the person in the world offering those tools instead of asking people like what their problem was, be like, I think I know, I, I think I have an idea of like what's boiling under there with the problem. So let's talk about it. Let's bring it out into the open and let's help you heal so that you can move forward and make choices that you want to make yeah there's a quote i liked and it goes something along the lines of if you just assume that everyone's going through a crisis you'll probably be right more often than not mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, and so just to keep diving into the life coach what is and isn't a life coach and how is that different from some of people's pre um assumptions that is a fantastic question because I heard that a lot <laughs> um, <laughs> and people are like, you need to get a degree. You need to get a degree in psychology or therapy and you're going to mess people up. Um, and I think that that's because that's a sort of a fundamental misunderstanding that I might have even fed in the answer to my last question. Um, because when we hear the word trauma, we generally either think of like a trauma surgeon going to the ER or we think of a therapist. Those are sort of like the two things in mm -hmm. how we categorize that. Yeah. Um, but, and, and in no way would I ever say that like, I am qualified to help people with their trauma and that's not necessarily my job, but, and, that, and that's the difference is a therapist helps you dig into the past and see what's in the past so that you can heal from that. And then I would say that a life coach is someone who understands that it's there and that it can affect you, but gives you tools to move into the future. So I'm not going to go in and dive in with somebody and say like, what was your relationship with your father? Like, did your dog die at five or any of those things? Like, that's not my job, but my job is to, to look at a person and say, you think certain ways because of what's happened to you how would you like to think differently moving forward? And how can we create a self-support system so that you can move forward? So it, it is, it, there is some recognizing of patterns, um, but it is focused on action steps. Like how are we creating a way to move forward um, and not necessarily let's dive in and 
blend up all of those things. Although I would say like, if there's stuff, work on your stuff, go to the right people to help you work on this stuff. Um, I have had clients who are actively working with the therapist and are working with me because they know their stuff back there they want to work on and they know there's places they want to get to moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's where I want to help people have is the clarity, the clarity to take the next step forward. And that's what we spend our time figuring out, like what would best support you to move forward? Okay. Uh, and that kind of goes into the next question that I thought of. And it is, let's say I was a client, what would you be doing for me? Kind of to give the listeners an idea of what your business is all about. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> um, I started my business three years ago. Um, and and it, I've, I've pivoted a lot of different ways. Um, for, for some of the time I was like, a, I would be like, I can help you reach all of your goals. And so it was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down with you and help you get clarity on your goals and then help you just, okay, here's step one, step two, step three. Um, and then I pivoted and focused on um, supporting those who are supporting spouses with mental illness and how they can help learn to put themselves first um, and actually find clarity in what they want. Because when you're in that space, it's really hard to actually see yourself because you put so much love and effort into the other person. Um, and that also can be children with disabilities. Like when you are the person in someone else's life, it can be really hard to put yourself first. And so I would work with clients to help them put themselves first. Um, and then I pivoted again because <laughs> what's life if not for variety? Um, and then focused on helping people building stories to move forward and the clarity of this is what life was this is what life is moving forward. And ultimately what I've realized through every one of those pivots, a gift that I have is to create the space for people to figure out what they want. And so that's what I offer in every one of my pivots and in the things that I'm doing moving forward, it's helping people understand two things. One, clarity, where are they at? Where would they like to be? Because if they're talking to me, they want things to be different than it is right now. But you can have that desire to want something new, but not know what it actually is. And so my job is to ask the questions and hold the space so people can look at where they are and look at what they want. And then we help them get from point A to point B. And then the second thing that I do is I help people understand who they are. Um, I know that every person who has ever come to this planet and who will be coming to the planet is here for a reason. And they have people in their lives that they can bless in unique ways because of their skill sets and because of what they're drawn to. And I help people actually see what it is um, and actually know that they are on a course that will fulfill them. Um, because so often we can get caught up in the, you have to do groceries, you have to clean the bathroom, you have to cook the meals, you have to be all of these different places that survival takes place over thrive. 
and I'm big into helping people know who they are so that they actually thrive while they do all of the groceries and laundry and <laughs> settling people place to place because those things are needed for life. Mm -hmm. But knowing who you are means that you are exactly where you need to be when you're doing the things that are needed for life. And that's yeah. a powerful way to live. Yeah, those things that you're doing, you need to sustain life. But if you don't know who you are and what you're supposed to be doing, your life is pretty pointless and meaningless a lot of the times. So listeners, um, just to kind of add to it. So I met Allison um, at a workshop that she was guest teaching at. And um, she was really beneficial. And she was teaching on getting unstuck and helping you move forward and just figuring out how to be okay and to be able to um, not let the past hold you back. That's a fantastic summary. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that's how I met Allison and she did a really great job. And um, how would you like, uh, before we continue on with just the, the episode, um, how would you like, if anybody's interested in hiring you or getting in contact with you, how would you like them to reach out to you? Um, there are two different ways to reach out to me. Um, one of them, so I am on Facebook. So if you went to empowering lower lights, um, if you search it on Facebook, I'll pop up. Um, it's a lighthouse. I'm really, really, really big into lighthouses because it's all about sharing your light with other people. Um, and the second way is I have a website, empoweringlowerlights.com. Um, and you can actually set up a call. So what if you're, you're listening to us and you're going, Ooh, maybe, maybe I like this idea, but maybe she's really weird. Um, I, I have a calendar on my website so that you could sign up, uh, for a discovery call with me. Um, so you just pick the day and time that works best for you. And we talk and I listen to kind of what's going on and I ask you what you want. And if that is the, if that's all that you need. Fantastic. I'm so glad that we shared that 40 minutes together and you got what you needed. Um, and if you decide that that was just a really great place to start and you want more, then we can schedule more calls and we can talk some more. But so either look for me on Facebook at Empowering Lower Lights or you can find me on empoweringlowerlights.com and you can set up a call and we can talk. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Sounds good. So next question for you, how did you get started? What made you kind of jump and actually start the business that you've always wanted to start? Um, so I, I, I did tell part of that story because helping people was at the heart of it. Um, mm -hmm. But that, those group calls and hearing people get unstuck really lit a fire inside of me. 
um, and having people um, they just be like, I just, I, I, I'm feeling really confused right here and I don't know why. And we'd be talking and like, I don't even know exactly how to explain it, but it was like, I could see a path from where they were to what they were saying they wanted. And I knew exactly what questions to ask to get them to that point. And having that experience unlocked something inside of me um, and showed me that I did have a skill set to offer the world. Um, and that if I could benefit the five people on my team and help them get unstuck, think about what I could do if I actually unleashed that um, on the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds kind of un like saying unleashed, I guess. That's kind <laughs> of weird. But, but I realized that I had been playing small. Um, and, and being able to help those five people on my team each day showed me that people just needed a place where it was safe to think about stuff. And they needed a safe place to look at their life without judgment and see stuff. Like, I don't, I don't give people advice. That's not my job. I don't tell them, <laughs> like, you should do this or you should do this. Literally, my job is to ask questions and they find the answers for themselves. Because I believe that every one of us has the answers inside of us. Um, and sometimes we have really good clarity on what those questions and answers are. And sometimes we have answers, but we don't know what situation they fit with. And so having someone on the outside that can ask those questions and help you bring up what's inside of you helps you connect the dots for yourself. Um, and I realized that I could keep my job on a computer asking, like answering people's questions about how to run different procedures and how to do different things, or I could do something that made me feel like I was glowing. And I could do something that made me feel like I was really making a difference with skills that I have been developing for a long time and didn't know that I had. Yeah. And so for me, it just came down to, I can do what seems practical or I can do what is life-changing. And I chose that I wanted to do something that was life-changing. Okay. So there's two things I want to touch on that. So first, um, listeners, she's really good at this aspect um, in the workshop. She'd be talking to one guy and she'd be asking a whole set of questions that honestly I thought were kind of like, why is she asking these questions? But it was really beneficial to him. And then when, when she was talking to me, um, she asked questions that I very specifically needed to be asked. And so she's really good at what she does. Um, and then the second part that I want to touch on is, uh, can you expound on your thoughts on why it's important not just to think small and play small? Oh, <laughs> I feel like that could be an entire podcast episode of its own. Um, I am going to go deep here. Um, so if, if, if those who are listening are like, meh, okay, fast forward for like 10 minutes and then check back in. Um, I know that the people living on the earth today were saved to live on the earth today um, because they were known. Um, each one of our skills and abilities are known and 
the divine creator of the universe needed our combination of skill sets right now. Because he knows what people are dealing with. He knows how they're hurting. He knows what they're struggling with. He knows that they need to be celebrated in their wins. And, and he knows that there is a far greater day for this earth coming than we have ever known. And he picked us to show up and to be here right now. And so there is a counterforce because there's opposition in all things, because for every force, there is an equal and opposite force that engages. And so there's an equal and opposite force out there acting to keep us from helping people and to keep us from preparing for the fantastic things that are in our future. And so instead of sometimes that opposition comes to us and tells us we're nothing, sometimes that opposition comes to us and tells us that nobody would ever value our skills or abilities. Sometimes that force comes to us that we have made too many mistakes and there's no hope and we can't change. And sometimes that voice comes to us and say, don't be you, you're scary. Don't do what you do because no one will like you because you're too intense, you're too much, or, I mean, that's what I've, that's what I've heard my whole life. Wow, you're too intense, you're too much, back <laughs> down, slow down, don't do that. But for other people, he says, you're too quiet. What you have to offer won't make any difference. No one will ever care. And guess what? Whether you're on the too loud side of the spectrum or the too quiet side of the spectrum, that voice is lying because you are exactly what you are meant to be. You are exactly what is needed. And when we play small or when we don't play us, we miss out on helping the tapestry of people who've been put in our lives who need exactly what we have to offer. Because we were, I was born in Cache Valley, Utah, because there are people in Cache Valley, Utah who need my brand of awesome. <laughs> and Nathan was born in his town that he grew up in because he has things that only he can offer with his brand of awesome. And my coworkers all were born and are brought to this point for the brand of awesome that they have to offer. Because we are, this life is a beautiful tapestry organized where threads match at just the right place to bring the perfect color that's needed to bring the beauty of that scene out. Or different, different threads are interwoven so that they support each other so there are no holes. And if your thread that is just your color, I'm pretty sure that mine, sometimes it's magenta, sometimes it's chartreuse, and sometimes it's bright mint green. <laughs> I'm a cool, magical, rainbowy thread. It changes all the time. Whatever color, whatever thread strength you are is exactly what was meant in that spot of the tapestry. But if you don't play true to your DNA and what you're made up of, that tapestry isn't what it could be. And so that's why we play big. That's why we show up. Because I promise you, 
you are in your circumstance for the very reason that you can change someone's life. And it's really sad if you look back and realize that you could have been what they needed, but you were so afraid that you weren't you. Um, and it's the flip side opposite of that is knowing that you showed up exactly for that person, exactly the way that they needed so that they shined because it's a ripple effect that goes out. I help one person, that person helps 10 people and those 10 people help hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. I might never not ever meet them, mm -hmm. but a thousand people's lives are different because one person showed up the way that they are. Yeah. Okay. So my thoughts on why it's super important is pretty much along the lines of yours. And in addition, if you think too small, it's just not as um motivating you just like now eh, what's the point it's not that big of a deal but when the stakes are actually impactful then even when you're not quite feeling like you want to do it because i a lot of times i don't feel like doing the stuff that i said that i was going to do when there's actual impact that might be missing when you don't do it that helps you stay true to your goals and be able to keep going when especially when things get hard being yourself and the thing is is ourselves are actually really awesome and we think big thoughts mm -hmm. and when you think big thoughts there's a quote that says like better to shoot for the moon and hit the barn than to shoot for the pigsty and land in it <laughs> <laughs> when we shoot for the moon, even when we land on the barn, we're still in a better place than when we started. Mm -hmm. um, and so it might look like a failure because we didn't end up where we wanted to, but we put ourselves in better places when we shoot high for ourselves. Never heard that version. <laughs> I've heard shoot for the moons. So if you miss, you might land among the stars. And then my favorite version of that is actually um i won't have a problem if you aim high and miss but i'm going to have a real problem if you aim low and hit yes <laughs> so that's oh, my yeah. favorite version of that but yours was pretty funny i like that one <laughs> so on the note of having an impact what was your biggest success in your book hmm. that's a hard question because <laughs> um, I, because um, when I show up for people, when people work with me, it's not about me. <laughs> like, it's not about me at all. It's about their goals and it's about what they want. Um, and it's about um, them going where they want to go. And for me, like, I do tend to think really big. Like, <laughs> I do tend to think, okay, let's go really big scale. But I think the, the most beautiful experiences I've had are with people. When I ask that question, I have no idea that it's that question. Mm -hmm. But I can hear everything shift in their voice, in their posturing, everything when they have that aha moment when they're like that 
yeah, that, that, that thing, that's what I need. <laughs> and, and I wasn't like, I wasn't the one who said, Hey, you should consider this. I just asked a question that, that got them to a point where they considered an answer. They didn't think that they could consider before. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's my favorite thing. Um, and sometimes that happens when I'm in front of a group doing a workshop. Sometimes that happens one-on-one, but just that moment when someone says, you mean it's not this way? It's this way? Because they never thought that it was safe or they mm-hmm. never thought that it was okay to think the way they've always thought. And for yeah. them to hear that they can actually accept themselves and accept what they thought and know that it's okay. And that it rings so true for them that it changes everything. Even if one thing changes in their day, it changes everything for them. I really like how you said you can uh, hear it in their voice, how their voice changes. Because when you have an impact on somebody, you can tell that there's been a change. And during our workshop, there was definitely a change in a couple of people. So I just thought that was really cool that you mentioned the voice. So on the flip side, another tough question, what would you consider your biggest failure to be? I think I'm going to say so far, because I have no idea (laughs) what the next five years look like. Um, I think my biggest failure up to this point is that when I didn't see the success that I expected, I took my foot off the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, so we all have, we all have a story that we tell ourselves, right? That yeah. one thing of why things are the way that they are. Well, the big belief that I have battled with for most of my life was I must be missing something. So I put all of this effort in. I know I have the heart. I know I have the intelligence. I know I have the grit. So if this isn't working, I would always tell myself, I must be missing something. And so then I would like totally back off. I would totally pull back and um, would kind of withdraw inside myself and try and figure out what I was missing Mm -hmm. and just run through all of these things and, and look for the next book or look for the next podcast or look for the next guru that would give me all the answers. That is not to say that you don't read books, you don't listen to podcasts, and you don't (laughs) talk to people. Those are all really important things. Mm -hmm. But like I said earlier, those outside things just help us recognize what's inside us. Mm -hmm. And so instead of continuing moving forward, knowing that I was doing good things, I wanted it to look different. And so I would give up. Yeah. And I would kind of pull back and then I'd wait a couple months and then be like, no, this really is important to me. And so then I would kind of push forward again. But so I think my biggest failure is not having enough faith in myself to keep moving forward, even when it didn't look like I thought it would or the way that I wanted it. I really love how you phrased it with the um, taking your foot off the gas. Cause I also have that problem. If something's not going really well, um, I want to pull back a little bit. And I think a lot of people have that same problem of 
well, it's not working. So maybe I need to take a step back, reevaluate, do a bunch of research. And yes, there's a stage for taking a step back and reevaluating what's going on. But too often it goes into the principle of patience and endurance. And so I actually just came up with this realization a couple of days ago. Um, but fitness, uh, if you are full of excuses with why you're not being fit, my first question is, um, how long have you been working out and are you working out how many days? Because if you haven't been doing it at least multiple times a week and for multiple weeks, then you're just being impatient and there's not a reason why it's not working. It's just you're rushing the process. So take, keeping your pedal on the gas is really important. <laughs> yes, there are two things. Just I just thought of two things <laughs> as you hear that. Um, one is sometimes we can get so focused on the big picture, on like the big impact, on the things that we really, really want to go for that we can forget the people we are helping right where we are. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, I have literally every morning. So every morning I tell myself that I am divinely connected to heaven, that heavenly father and the savior are helping me find out who I am and take ownership of who I am so that I can live my dreams and bless the lives of every single person on the earth. 7 billion people at plus. <laughs> um, and sometimes I can get so caught up in that dream that I forget that there are five people in my sphere that I can help just by being myself today. And so then we, we withdraw inside ourselves, forgetting that the five or the 10 people right here still need us just yeah. as we are. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of power in doing that. Um, and then the second thought that I had, as you were talking about, if you haven't done it long enough, you're not going to see results. Um, that's true. I'm just seconding that. Like, <laughs> it drove me nuts when people would say, oh, it just takes time. I'm like, but I want it now. <laughs> Very, I can, that's my inner five-year-old coming out. Like, just come mm -hmm. on. I just, I want to do it now. I have the excitement. But it's the realization that to live a hundred thousand dollar life is different than living a ten thousand dollar life mm -hmm. and your capacity has to grow to get from a ten thousand dollar life to a hundred thousand dollar life to be able to handle new stressors to be able to handle different kinds of relationships to be able to like even live with yourself when more money is coming in or more expenses are happening and and, and it's stressful and so the time that it takes is what is developing your capacity to get from one to the other. And so once you get there, you're going to be grateful for it because you have developed the skills and abilities to handle it and handle it gracefully. Whereas if Heavenly Father had thrown me in at like week three of my job coaching business at $100,000, <laughs> I would have gone crazy and I would have mm -hmm. given up. Yeah, lots of stress. Lots of stress that I wasn't <laughs> ready for. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I feel 100% ready today either, but yeah. I can see how I've grown and my capacity has increased so that I handle stress differently than I did then. 
Mm-hmm. And so the waiting is also what helps me be ready for the things that I'm working towards. Yes. Um, and then just to, two comments on the two comments. So but you mentioned that um, remembering that there's five, 10 people that you're helping right now, that kind of just ties perfectly into the um, helping just a couple of people and those people help a couple of people. That's still a thousand people that you had an impact on. So that's still plenty big. And then back to the patient side of it, the, like you said, 10,000, 100,000, there's also the aspect of time scope. So what I mean by that is your smaller project might take a couple of months to accomplish, but your big, massive life goal dream you might be looking at a couple of years before you even start getting real traction going. And I, too often people just forget that they're trying to do this massive thing. And a year is just a teeny tiny percent of their lifetime. And you might not see too much progress in that first year or even the first couple of years. So true. <laughs> so true. But if you don't, if I hadn't started three years ago, I wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. And so it's realizing that you do get to start somewhere. Yes. And anything is better than zero. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. What resources helped you and what books helped you get started um, in starting your own business and changing your mindset to being more successful? fully oriented um so the very first book (laughs) that i think is going to be my foundational book um is it's called the jackrabbit factor by leslie householder i haven't heard that one before oh it's so fantastic (laughs) okay read it everyone please read it it's a glorious lovely book um she actually wrote three books in the series the jackrabbit factor it's like 10 bucks i think on amazon the other two books are free. Like if you go to her website, you can just get a free download and you can read it mm-hmm. on an electronic device. Um, that one, um, I'm like, do I want to tell the plot or do I want to tell what I got out of it? Uh, what you got out of it. Let's go with that. Um, okay. um, what I realized, she, she, she does a fantastic job laying out what culture says and then laying out what entrepreneurs have experienced. And so for me, that was just a very powerful juxtaposition of showing me how powerful my mind is, but it is feeding my mind good, positive, uplifting things that keep me energized and keep me moving forward. Um, You might get something completely and utterly different out of that book, (laughs) but (laughs) that is, um, that's what I, I found out of it that changed a lot for me. Um, another one that I read was by Napoleon Hill. Um, I've read a couple different ones. This one was specifically called Outwitting the Devil. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the principles that he laid out um, helped me gain kind of just understanding about we say it's a certain way but looking at things outside of the box that we're accustomed to can change a lot. Um, So really the theme that I'm noticing as I'm saying this is I look for books that get me outside myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, capital gains by chip gains was also another big favorite of mine. Because <laughs> um, it's it's just stories. The whole book is his stories and then what he discovered from life. And I think for me, the biggest thing I got from his book was just energy. He has incredibly contagious energy. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Go try it. Like the things that he did, I, one, I'm just amazed he's still alive. I'm amazed that he like survived to have as many kids as he did. <laughs> um, but I also see how his energy um, fueled him. And so it was a good reminder that like feed your energy, do the things that, that get you excited, do the things that, that make you feel alive because those are the things that are going to help you move forward. Um, the one other thing I think that has helped me the most was taking the time to learn more about myself. Mm. Um, I ended up, uh, working with a coach who teaches the Enneagram, um, which is, it's, it's a personality typing system. So just like, um, the Meyer Briggs or mm. disc, a couple different ways that you can type yourself. This is a way to understand, um, but I found out that I was a type two and that my natural energy, my natural focus is helping other people. Um, and so then instead of fighting against that, or instead of thinking that I'm, I'm not being successful the way that other people around me are being successful, I was able to focus on how do I do what I do so that I can do it better while avoiding toxic behaviors that are sort of my type um, and really shining it, well, the thing, the thing is, um, helpers are naturally drawn to being codependent. Mm-hmm. Codependence is not healthy. <laughs> um, and so learning how to be my best self in the healthiest way possible means that I'm still helping people, but I'm doing it in healthy, positive ways. Um, and so learning more about me helped me shine brighter because I was doing it the way that I do it. Mm-hmm. So I found that also very helpful. Okay. Um, and then what advice or tips would you have for people that are trying to get started with their goals or starting a business? Uh, what would be your advice? Get really, 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 really (laughs) clear on what you want. Um, The world we live in focuses a lot on how. It focuses a lot on, on, ooh, we see this bright, shining, wonderful thing over here, but it feels impossible. We don't know how we're going to do it, so we're just not going to try because we don't want to fail. And so when you can actually sit down and write out the top seven things you want in your life, the how figures out itself. And when I first started my business, I just knew I wanted to help people. What I learned is there is a hundred million different ways to help people. Mm -hmm. And so because I didn't know how I, me, Allison Fabricius Gardner was going to help people, um, because I didn't know why I was doing it, I didn't know what it, like, what it was that I was doing, I spun my wheels a lot going different things and trying different things. Oh, this didn't immediately work. Okay. I'm going to shift and I'm going to try this. Oh, this, I helped a couple more people, but it still didn't work. I'm going to shift. Whereas now I know what I offer people. I offer people 
clarity so that they know what they want. I offer them courage to go after it because they know what they want. And so there's a pull there. Um, and they, they are attracted to it and it is attracted to them. And I offer people confidence to actually go and do it. Yes. Because they know that there's a system in place for them to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, and so because I know that that's what I offer people, I can wash, rinse, and repeat. That's just what I'm going to keep doing. Even if I don't see immediate results the way that I wanted, I know that that's my skill set. And I know that that's what I want because that's what makes me feel fulfilled. So I can go for it. Um, so I would invite people, take some time, sit down and write out what you want. Um, and if you don't quite know what that looks like, <laughs> well, you could book a discovery call from, with me and we can talk <laughs> about it. Um, or talk to somebody you trust and mm -hmm. say, I feel drawn to these things, but, I, but it doesn't make sense. The very act of getting things outside of your brain and on paper or on a whiteboard or on a computer screen, the very act of getting them from your brain out in front of you gives you clarity. And it's yeah. a really powerful tool to help you figure out what you want. Mm -hmm. It is a very powerful tool. <laughs> and also, there's nothing wrong with just dabbling in a whole bunch of different things to try and figure out what you want to do. Um, and then once you figure it out, stick with it long enough to actually see the results happen. <laughs> yes. No, I, I love that idea of trying a bunch of different things. We get so focused on we have to build one thing. Mm -hmm. that we might not understand all the options that we are really good at and that really light us up and excite us. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right. So next part, um, you wanted to talk, well, we wanted to talk about maintaining balance and being okay. What are your thoughts on those two subjects? I'm actually curious. What are your thoughts on those subjects? Okay. So <laughs> maintaining balance. I am not good at maintaining balance. I am, um, there's a part of the brain that's basically your gear shift and mine is not very good. It gets super hyper-focused on one thing and everything else falls to the wayside when I'm doing that. Um, it can be useful because I can get a whole lot of work done in a very concentrated time period but I might lose 20 pounds, which isn't a good thing, especially, especially for someone as skinny as me. So maintaining balance is super important and maintaining a balance between a bunch of different um, kind of categories in goals in life, because there's your relationship goals, there's your health goals, there's your financial goals, there's your dream goals. and um, if you get too focused on one of those and let the other ones sl slack off, then uh, things are going to fall apart and then you're still not going to be able to successfully pursue the 
one goal that you were pursuing like um yes taking some time out to go on a date with your spouse um might eat up some of the time that you could be to be working on your business but you know what else eats up a lot of time a divorce so <laughs> just making sure that you maintain the balance is super important what are your thoughts on that one um so one of the big shifts that has happened um in the last 18 months of my life um is i started doing calls with a friend who really wanted to dive into uh, the system getting things done by david allen Mm-hmm. And so we read the book and then we talked about how to implement it and we created templates for ourselves about how to implement it. And that shifted so much for me. I went from always feeling like I was losing stuff. Things were always falling off my plate and I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> but by implementing that system, I now know what I need to do. And I think that's the first biggest step is just actually knowing what you need to do <laughs> um, and setting, setting clear expectations with people. Like um, I, I do work full time and then I'm coaching. So both things and it gets kind of crazy sometimes, but with my first ever professional boss, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And so I just kind of did I tried to do all the things the best that I could, but we never sat down and actually set clear expectations. What is it that you need from me? What is it that I can offer you? How, like, what's our time frame? I never did any of those things. So with my second boss, that was the very first conversation I had. What are you expecting me to do? And how do you have expectations of how I do it? Um, and so I'd say maintaining, maintaining balance, a key part is know what the expectations are. So that's know what the expectations are at your job, know what the expectations are with your family, know what your expectations are with your clients and the people in your life. Because you and your spouse grew up in very different homes and have very different expectations about what life looks like. And so just taking some time once a month, every six months, what works best for you and laying out, this is what I am thinking, and you saying, this is what I am thinking, um, helps you get on the same page. And you might not come to consensus, like you might not come up with one true way to do things, but you will at least understand where the other person's coming from. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is a huge game changer. Um, the one other thing, that I would suggest for maintaining balance is being honest with yourself. That is one that I have struggled with so much. (laughs) Um, As I mentioned earlier, uh, my type, I'm a type two, I'm a helper. So I always want to help people and I have a really hard time saying no. And, And I run from my own feelings. I would rather deal with other people's emotions than deal with my own. And so I get focused in on them or I get focused in on tasks instead of actually admitting to myself when I'm tired or admitting when I'm frustrated or admitting when things aren't working. Um, And so to stay okay and to stay balanced, it is important to take time out and be honest with yourself and where you're at. 
and that you are operating from a place of, yes, I actually feel like I can do this and I want to do this versus I should do this because somebody wants me to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So pay attention to the shoulds um, and to the supposed tos because those things drain you. Um, Mm. They don't bring you joy. You can do a thing because you want to do it and other people might want you to do it. But don't be doing a thing just because you think other people want you to be doing it so you look good. Those are two very different things. Yes. And that actually kind of ties into the previous topics of clarity and kind of goes into being okay. And let's try and make this one quick because we're about out of time. So uh, what are your thoughts on being okay? Um, my thoughts with it is, uh, just being okay with the fact that you're not going to be able to do everything that you want. Um, and when you're trying to do the things, you're not going to be very good at them when you're starting out. And those are kind of my thoughts on just being okay and being self-compassionate with yourself and being willing to forgive yourself for not being perfect. (laughs) So much. Yes. Um, to answer this as succinctly as possible, um, I was in a rough headspace one night and really frustrated that I had done the same pattern over again that I knew was not good and that I just wasn't in a good place. And my friend reached out to me and she said, if a friend was going through this, what would you tell them? So I wrote out this nice, very compassionate, kind, supportive, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, look at all the good things you're doing, positive stuff. And then she said, okay, so what are you telling yourself right now? And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. I will never be good at this. Mm -hmm. And she said, how about you try talking to yourself like you talk to a friend? (laughs) And so I still do that. When Mm -hmm. I'm up in my own head, beating on myself for all the things that I'm not accomplishing or doing, I remind myself to talk about, talk to myself like a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's much easier to be kind to other people um, than it is when we don't feel like we're meeting our own standards. Yes. Um, And just to kind of add to that, my favorite um, remembrance trick for when you're self-bashing is that's not even necessarily you that you're criticizing. It is Satan lying to you to try and make you feel miserable. Yes. when that's happening, just remember that it's just some jerk trying to make you feel bad and you should stop listening to them. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. Well, Allison, thank you for coming on the show. Can you, uh, again, talk about your business real quick and how you would like people to contact you? Definitely. Um, so the two ways that are best to reach out, well, there's actually three. <laughs> um, If you go to Facebook and you look up Empowering Lower Lights, um, reach out on Messenger. I'd love to just like, just message me and be like, hey, I heard this and I'd love to talk. And we can set up a time to talk. Um, You can also go to the website, empoweringlowerlights.com. And then at the very bottom of the page, it says set up a time to meet. Um, There's a lot of copy um, on the website that talks about finding the real you and finding fulfillment. Um, that's what I want to offer. And that's how I want to help. So please set up a discovery call. I'd love to talk. Um, the other way 
um, that we could meet up is if you go to Allison F. Gardner on Facebook. Um, that is my coaching and speaking side. Um, so if you want to find clarity on what your mess is and the message that you have to share with people, um, message me from there. And I would love to talk about helping you write keynote speeches and, and get your message out to the world. All righty. Thank you, Allison. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode. And I will see you all next week. And Nathan, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast today. You're welcome.